All right, hi everybody, it's uh, Alfredo here once again. Um, we are interviewing program directors as part of our Meet the Program Director series. Um, and today we are uh, going to talk to our program director in cardiology, Dr. Asian. So Dr. Asian, welcome to the Chiefcast. Thank you so much for your time. Tell us a little about you, about yourself, just for, you know, in case there are any residents out there who haven't had the pleasure of working with you yet. Sure. I am um, originally from Ohio. I've been at UIC for three years, and I've been the program director of the General Cardiology Fellowship for about two years now, um, after taking over for the person before me who had done it over 10 years. So a lot of history here that I'm still learning and uh, trying to reflect in our program and our, our future plans. Awesome. Uh, so we want to talk to you about basically what you're looking for in, in, in uh, applicants, uh, what residents should know in applying in such a great field like cardiology. Um, so tell us a little bit about who your ideal candidate is. Sure. Uh, our ideal candidate is probably no different from uh, most other programs and what people are used to um, from being a part of uh, interviewing and matching and stuff for, um, for the better part of their um, medical training uh, all the way back even to college. Uh, I think the things that we focus on um, are trying to set the stage for people to have future academic potential success. So we envision ourselves as a program that will train um, future academic cardiologists whether they go into that exact pathway or not. Um, it's whatever fits uh, their eventual goals, but we really want to um, we want to get people who have the highest potential for that type of future career. So we think about people who have um, some leadership qualities. We think about people who are creative and inquisitive and skeptical and want to be lifelong learners. Um, and uh, we also um, want people to be. Um, good communicators and uh, be empathic in their care, um, be good listeners uh, for patients and uh, um, be good advocates for them as well. So we're, we're looking for things that probably aren't all that different, but I, we really want to emphasize um, uh, some version of leadership as being um, a key feature we try to um, look for and, and consider along with being uh, innovative in their thinking. Cool, and I think that's a that's a great kind of way to put it because, you know, we're an academic center. Not everybody that graduates from our programs necessarily stay in academics, but ultimately, it's great to have the exposure and to to think in that way because ultimately, even if you don't go into academics, you're going to need to consume research. You're going to need to do quality initiatives in your own patients and in your own practice. So I think the skills that you're going to get in an academic program like us, uh, like here at UIC, are going to really impact what you do and your patients for, for the rest of your life. So it's great that, that uh, you know, you're going to get those skills here. Um, so tell me a little bit about what you think residents and prospective fellows should work on in order to achieve uh, cardiology. You know, a lot of my own uh, friends during residency like cardiology. It's a very competitive field. It's a it's an awesome field. Um, what advice would you give them as somebody who went through that and somebody who's now a program director? Yeah, the uh, the competitiveness of cardiology and some of the other um, larger sized programs, um, uh, subspecialty programs within um, medicine, 
uh, is pretty well known. So I think you have to find ways to distinguish yourself as best you can. But uh, I think that um, the advice I'd say is, uh, you know, find opportunities to set yourself apart um, and and display some of those characteristics I mentioned earlier. So the easiest answer to that question is to try to uh, succeed in completion in some form of a scholarly project. Okay. That's that's the easy answer. Um, but it, that really, in many ways, is a marker. Um, if uh, someone who's in their um, first couple of years gets invested in a research project of some sort um, or a, a project of scholarship or a um, quality improvement initiative, something that they own, something that they um, led as best they can at their level of training with mentorship and advice and collaborators, something that they persisted in getting done, um, something that they had to scrape some learning together and problem solve. Um, uh, the 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 real thing that I care about is not necessarily whether um, someone um, fostered a project to completion, uh, whether it's a high impact journal. I mean that's always a good thing, and if people have more than one, that's always good. But I think the discussion about the journey mm -hmm. that that type of a project um, takes you on uh, when when we interview and talk to people is really telling um, because people can give you a good sense as to what they learned mm -hmm. and what they um, learned they still have left to learn. And uh, also um, sort of the maturity and understanding like where, how far they've come. I think the, you know, we want people to be good clinicians as a foundation in addition to some of the other things I said, but in, in many ways by default, um, that's, that's just something you assume. Right. Uh, people are coming out of a, um, a reasonable uh, residency program that that that'll probably be in place um, yeah with some you know with some confidence and I think you know as we've mentioned in, in other interviews it shows passion it shows commitment to the specialty uh, and in competitive specialties you know you have to ask yourself who else is going to be interviewing in this program uh, and there's going to be people that are going to look very similar to you uh, with regards to residency training and and uh, uh, your track record what makes you different from those uh, other colleagues is really what might get you in and out uh, in or out of, of a particular program so uh, not just showing the passion and the commitment but the ability to deliver on on those things uh, so for you guys you residents out there definitely particularly pgy1s and and pgy twos, uh, the earlier the better uh, in trying to, to work on these things so you can have some deliverables when you, when you meet with, uh, when you start interviewing. Yeah, and I think the, I think the term research gets um, utilized, but really, you know, I, I, I had a, a bit of a conversion about this in the last couple of years when uh, one of the um, editors of one of the major cardiology journals, the highest impact journal in cardiology, um, the Journal of the American College of Cardiology came for a visit and gave grand rounds and he spent a while with the fellows talking to them, talking about career and uh, things to consider and things to prioritize and um, what it means to be a physician in this day and age. And uh, one of the things that he, that he expressed in a way that really resonated with me and with the fellows as well was, you know, research is just a term that gets overused and really what, what we want you to have is creativity. Find a project that's interesting to you that's going to expand your learning edge and your knowledge edge way more than just doing the day-to-day -day clinic work will do. And it doesn't have to look in any certain way. We have, you know, the traditional um, 
abstract presentations yeah. and and um, journal publications, and those are great and they're important. Um, but really, the key is uh, something that's interesting and innovative and, and adds something to the field. And so the creativity, um, I think, diffuses the intimidating factor that the term research brings and, with it. And it makes it uh, also very, I think, with, which is what, what uh, I certainly enjoy about research, which is it makes it intellectually difficult and fascinating, you know, to try to find something that is out there that perhaps other people haven't thought about. Um, and once again, putting yourself in the same category as the people interviewing you, or, sorry, that you're interviewing with, um, if many people have an abstract, for example, on something on this on a similar topic, but you're somebody who came up with like a completely random idea, that's going to make you stick, stand out too. So I think that's really good advice. Um, one question on the same kind of level. There are different types of programs out there for cardiology. So there are community-based programs, there are non-academic programs, there are academic programs. How, how do you think our, our residents should approach applying to those different places and how hard or, you know, kind of how important would all of these things be for different settings too? Sure. Yeah, this, this question gets asked when I um, meet with people who are considering cardiology quite a bit. and. I think the competitiveness of cardiology, just the sheer numbers uh, of people applying and the amount of spots available, uh, I, I think you have no choice but to apply to all varieties of programs, um, which you know can be costly uh, because you have to add, you know, for every certain group you add within ARIS, um, you've got to pay a little more. But I, I do think to increase increase one's chances, you need to just cast a broad net. So. Uh, some of some of what, and this may be another additional question coming later, but some of the uh, the the criteria for what people would consider is really individualized. Mm -hmm. So it's what you want to do for your life when you when you're all grown up and you're done. It's uh, and what would best empower you to get there. It's uh, whether there's a geographic area that's good for your family or a significant other's family. If there's um, uh, specific expertise somewhere that you think would uh, open doors for you. Um, the the I think the default is any accredited program will give you good foundational clinical cardiology training. I mean, it, it you're almost insured that you'll be in good shape. Um, there's very few exceptions to that in terms of what you might be exposed to in terms of uh, a tertiary referral center versus a more community-based program but really most of it is it, it most of the training is is what you make of it mm -hmm. so um, the uh, the idea that you have to consider what it is you want to do and how to get there um, is really going to help you decide but I during if you apply to lots of places you'll get interviews to more than one and you'll also learn and revise what your plan is and what you're thinking about when you go and you see what other places have to offer that Got may it. be different or they may you may reflect back and think wow where I am now is actually a great place to stay or uh, or vice versa it's very interesting and you know I, I think I've mentioned this is in other interviews uh, I even tell medical students when you apply for residency uh, you should always ask yourself what you want to do after residency and the same holds true for for fellowship so for most fellows like for example ID fellows and stuff it's more of a what do you want to do when you're done uh, for cardiology in particular 
you know, if you want to go into the many subspecialties, sub-subspecialties in cardiology, so if you want to do interventional, if you want to do um, uh, echo, then make sure that the program that you're looking into will get you there with regards to mentorship and uh, ability to get exposure there. Um, one question uh, about our own program. So tell us a little bit about why you think our program uh, is awesome and, uh, uh, you know, so for residents that may have not rotated in CCU or had the exposure, what's so great about our program? Uh, so I, I think the, the good things about our program, um, just from a clinical standpoint to start the conversation, are the variety of um, settings you can work in. So you can work here at the university, which has um, uh, a moderate pace and clinical volume uh, and uh, our moderate to high clinical volume by scale that uh, has a really saturated academic point of view. Um, you can work at the VA, um, which has its own uh, pace and autonomy that, mm -hmm. that is probably what people would expect it to be. And then you can spend uh, the other third of your time at um, Advocate Christ Medical Center down in Oak Lawn. And, see what it's like to work in a very busy um, referral center in the community. Yeah. And so the variety that's split really um, by thirds into those three rotations is uh, an attraction because in, you know, in the end, so my predecessor, when he would, during interview days, what he would say is, you know, you're either gonna work in one of these three locations, you're gonna work at a university, a VA, or in the community, and you're gonna get exposure to each one, and you're gonna, um, not only are you going to see patients that might arrive at those places and the problems they present with, but you're going to be able to interact with people who have who made the choice to work in that environment. And you'll get a sense as to what their life is like and um, the things that they have to work through on a day-to-day -day basis. So I think that's certainly a good clinical entry point into talking about the program. But the real identity of the program is what I mentioned before, which is we want to empower people to take a academic cardiology faculty position when they're finished. And so we, we believe in that strongly and we, that's really a, um, a daily uh, aspiration that we're constantly trying to take steps forward to, um, to realize. We know that you know, over the past few years, it, it's been maybe one or two people out of um, five or six graduating that might take mm -hmm. uh, some version of an academic position, which is great. Uh, and we will probably never get to five, even the most kind of academically minded programs, as you know, never quite get there. But um, we believe that uh, that the program places that front and center, um, but does it with uh, a good balance of clinical exposure. Um, and you know the other the the other good thing is that the, all the people who are here really believe in um, the uh, the interplay between those two important um, yeah. parts of what we do, and and so they, you know, with they they have the fellows' best interests at heart, as as does the department upstairs above us um, when we're thinking about prepping the next generation of uh, leaders and academicians. Yeah, and I will say that that is. That is a great way to sum it up, and it, it shows, it, it's a really high bar of excellence to say that, uh, uh, kind of to put in context for residents. Uh, what that really means is that you, you know, five cardiology positions, is that what you guys have? Yep. So for, for each class of five cardio, you know, cardiology fellows, uh, the cardiology fellowship program is committed to giving them the mentorship, the growth, the opportunities 
to really do anything and to develop their own academic careers and you know to be you know if they go to the community after that they will be very well trained and have had exposure to research and all of that but uh, to be able to train and give the mentorship and the the productivity from a scholarly work standpoint for fellows is is you know is what it's all about in in an academic center and uh it's great that we can provide you guys that uh last question as a practicing cardiologist what's so great about your fields for some of those pgy ones that may not be sure about cardiology why go into cardiology uh another good question so uh, it may and it may be hard it's hard for me to reflect back on what i thought about cardiology back then to know what um, would make it attractive i i do know um, i had a little bit of a head start my dad was a cardiologist for 40 years and so i saw what you know his his life was like and i it just i just enjoyed it and it kind of clicked with me physiologically and in college and medical school uh and and so I, I I can remember being interested in it early, but if uh, it isn't something that that would be a part of your life and something similar to that, you you may not really have a sense as to what cardiologists are doing each day. So mm-hmm. the the biggest um, thing that I'd say is variety. So uh, if you um, go into cardiology, you can keep going uh, and doing uh, additional training to send you in all kinds of directions. Um, you can you can spend your typical five day week in clinic reading echoes, reading MRIs, doing angiograms, putting in pacemakers, um, you name it. Uh, depending on what interests you, I think uh, it really is a um, wide open area that gets unlocked when you start training in cardiology. That um, that will give you a lot of variety and a lot of um, ability to balance. Um, thinking, reflection, learning, um, kind of the internist part of your mm-hmm. brain with the procedural side. Yeah. Um, so there are lots of varieties of things that'll, that you'll find interesting and enjoyable uh, to do mm-hmm. for 30 or 40 years. Um, and I think that's, that's probably the biggest, the biggest uh, thing that I'd say. And also, um, you know, you can, like with anything else, you can make an impact in people's lives. And I think there's sort of the, uh, an image of cardiology of, you know, the rush of a save with um, an yeah. acute an MI and, uh, and all that. And, and I think that's great, too, but that's kind of just a small part of it. Um, it's really the variety and the, um, the pervasiveness of uh, um, heart disease and, and also the, I think, you know, you're going to save people... Um, your, your patients will be very grateful. I mean, the heart is a very loaded um, yeah. organ to, to be told, you know, has, has um, serious problems. And so uh, the stakes are high, um, which raise uh, your ability to have a, a good impact in your community and, and in your patients' and families' lives. That's awesome. And I think, uh, you know, for, for a career moving forward, there's going to be a lot of further improvements. I always like reading about the history of cardiology because it's come such a long way. There's so much information. We went from, you know, thinking that hypertension was something physiologic that we couldn't control or shouldn't control to something that we realized that was important and we can control. And we've changed outcomes dramatically, you know, with interventional cardiology as well. So think about what in your careers will come up, you know, we might finally be able to maybe regenerate cells and fix uh, heart failure. And, uh, you know, who knows? So it's certainly an interesting career for people who like the clinical aspect or the procedural aspect or both. Um, And yeah, so with that, I wanted to thank you so much for your time. I think it was a great interview. I think people will get to know you, the program, cardiology, and 
get great tips for applying. So thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it.